0: What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Maddie D and I go through this weekend on the football field. We talk about in depth the first college football playoff rankings. We are then joined by our good friend Sean Coleman. As our guest picker for week 9 in the NFL We go through every game Except for the Thursday night game We were recording it during the Colts-Jets game But we go through every game on the slate We make some picks against each other This one was a lot of fun to record Cannot wait to hear what you all think Let us know in the comments Follow us on Twitter Tweet at us what the picks that you disagree with And all that good stuff ThunderBLG is the handle there Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, make sure you follow that, but enjoy the episode, enjoy the weekend of football, and here we Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. Wow. I, of course, am the G-man, Jordy Cannell. It is late on Thursday night. We are doing this in the middle of the Thursday night football game, the Colts and the Jets. I am joined, of course, by the man, the myth, the legend himself, in our 299th episode, Mr. Maddie uh, D, how are you my friend?
1: Well, I didn't know that stat, so thank you for providing me with that. I would also like to mention that it's always easier to jump on a football podcast after a resounding Eagles victory W this past weekend against, against the hapless hapless Detroit Lions, but 299, so I I I what what we missed. No, I we did last week. Yep. I missed the week and then obviously our 300th will have to wait because I will be in Arizona. I know golfing next week.
0: I know um, we're gonna have to do we're gonna wow. do one I think, but maybe do have somebody sub in for you for football or we do hockey or something with Greg. But it has to be with Greg. It has to be with Greg. No one gotcha. else. That's gotcha. what that's the current plan right now for next week for the 300th bullpen card episode. Crazy where we've gone. Crazy where we 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 will be. I'm calling the podcast now, Matt, the best podcast you've never listened to. I'm stealing that brand. I'm turning a a negative into a positive. Okay. Okay. But we are here. I'm I'm here for it. We are here to talk football. You mentioned the Eagles won last week. We also, Matt, diving right into it. We got our first college football playoff ranking. And, Matt, the committee is not fucking around. Number one, Georgia. We We knew that. Number two, Bama. Number three, Michigan State number four, Oregon, five, Ohio State, and dropping four spots from the AP poll from two to six, Cincinnati, then rounding out the top ten, Michigan at seven after their loss to Michigan State, Oklahoma at eight, which I love, Wake Forest, who is an underdog this week against UNC, is ranked at number nine, and then Notre Dame at ten. Maddie, we were talking about this during the game, you were at the Flyers, so I was giving you updates. We're both big fans of where Oklahoma is. What is the biggest shock to you?
1: I'm going to surprise you here because you probably thought I was going to say um, Cincinnati. I actually think it's Oklahoma. I think it's well deserved, by the way. Yeah. But you, I think it's most shocking because you know, you know note that we watched um, other teams that maybe haven't looked great all year. Oregon, for as an example, pass an undefeated Cincinnati. So I'm surprised that they they put all the other Power 5 schools up there, even if they haven't been dominant every single game. Oregon with a really bad loss. It, they, they dropped undefeated Oklahoma all the way down. Mm-hmm. So I, they're actually my biggest shock. I think they're right where they need to be, but they are my biggest shock.
0: Yeah, it's something where you see the committees not messing around by seeing that. A team that we've talked about over the weeks, right? Of They had Spencer Rattlers, the preseason favorite. They've gone back and forth with him. And their other guy, whose name is blanking on me, this is the second week in a row that I've done
1: Wilson. It. Wilson. Yeah, with Wilson,
0: thank you. The second week in a row i fucked up his name. I keep wanting to call him like Bailey or something. But anyway, but they, they've proven it, and they're starting to win games bigger. They just beat Texas Tech 52-21. They're starting to have those wins that we thought they should have. But they haven't totally gotten there. That Texas game a couple weeks ago, we talked about how nuts that was. All those really low-scoring games where they probably should have lost to West Virginia. This is a deserved spot. I think it is a good surprise, especially because Michigan ends up ahead of them, which tells me one big thing, that the Big Ten East, the story of that, with those now three teams of Penn State losing to Ohio State last week, but with those three teams, Michigan State in the driver's seat now, they still need to play Ohio State. Michigan obviously still need to play Ohio State. They also play Penn State, so we'll see where that goes in a couple weeks. And then Ohio State playing both teams. They basically are playing their way their way in. Same thing with number one, number two. Although that's a different story that I'm going to bookmark for us to talk about. But I think the Big Ten East, the committee is telling us that these games are going to matter. And you can say all you want that you're manufacturing a top five matchup and having Ohio State, and Michigan State play each other. You pro- you had it anyway with the AP poll. So I get it that you're like you're worried about it. Like remember the first poll they had like. Auburn Mississippi State at like 2-3 and it was kind right. of bullshit like they neither of them should have been that high but it was like oh well they'll be there if they wh- whoever wins this isn't that kind of thing but I think that's like what we're learning here from it is how important the Big Ten is the Wake Forest at number nine thing is so goddamn funny to me I think like, we just came out of nowhere. I guess they want a power five conference leader, quote unquote, to be in the top 10. But there's only one other team in that conference. The, uh, the I believe, Wisconsin's in the Coastal, so the Atlantic leading Pitt Panthers coming in at 25, who just came off a loss. It's kind of nuts to see the ACC get some love and how much love the Big Ten is getting is great. I think it's great for the Big Ten, especially with all the different stuff that we talked about last year with Ohio State and all that. But yeah, the, the ACC getting love is my—I don't want to say joke shocker, but c- yeah, kind of the—I was entertained by that.
1: Yeah, but undefeated, right? Yeah. So I understand that, that. I guess I guess that the question is if you look at the teams behind them, you know, I do think some SEC teams. I I you know I would I would say you're trying to say if they played right now it would be better, right? I do think there's a resume situation. Like I think Texas A and M would beat Wake Forest if they played right now, right? I, I would agree with that, but I I can't guarantee. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Baylor, even Auburn, BYU, Oh Miss with a healthy mat, healthy mat, um, Corral probably does. But again, I think, it's, I think that's one of the ways I would, I would look at it a little bit is like, Hey, what if they play right now on a neutral field? And and I think, wait, I, you know, I don't know if there's the depth this year that I remember in college football um, in particular outside of, I, I think the top 10 is loaded. And then I think after that, I, I don't know, I, I there's some question marks for a lot of teams. So, could be one of the reasons why we're seeing them where they are.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And to, to your point about the depth, that we immediately get into the two lost teams at thirteen with Auburn being there. Not a lot of what like teams that fall off really fall off, like Arkansas, A and M, all these different squads that and A and M's fourteen, but it's interesting to see where some of these teams are falling in. And I guess like A and M beat Bama. Auburn is gonna play Bama. They're playing A and M now. So like start to maybe build into the price of those teams that someone's going to win and we're going to have these as the season goes on. This looks a lot more like a late November college football playoff poll than a early November one because of how many two loss and three loss teams are in this top 25. I do think it's also interesting just in keeping with the committee's disdain of power five teams, Cincinnati's number six, the highest a power five team has ever been in the college football playoff poll to begin the college football playoffs. Or uh, playoff poll era, San Diego State hangs out there at twenty four. Obviously, with Coastal Carolina losing, they fell out of the top twenty five. But it is interesting to just see them stuff in so many different top twenty or power five teams, especially all these ones that have had their moments. I should edit myself. NC State is nineteenth, so there is another ACC squad hanging out there. But I don't know. There is a lot of SEC teams, a lot of Big Twelve teams, and we're really going to get to see. What happens here? The season's going to evolve, and we kind of just need to see Oregon sitting in the driver's seat. And I think that's what the committee's telling us by having them at four, is that hey, you know what, Oregon, you're playing in a conference that does eat itself alive, and the fact that you're seven and one, good on you. There's aren't really a lot of other teams that the ACC is having a down year, so we're just not going to beat around the bush. You're in the playoffs as long as you keep winning. I
2: I
1: struggle with Oregon, to be honest. Because okay. the Stanford loss is not a great loss.
0: No, not, not by like, any stretch. I, and
1: I'm a fan of, of David Shaw. That program has been good, you know, for a long time. So don't get me wrong with any of that. But, uh, yeah, I, that's just where I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I guess it's hard to rank Ohio State ahead of them. Maybe that's why they did it. Because they beat Ohio State you know, Yeah, Ohio that's State. why. Maybe that's why.
0: That's exactly why. Uh,
1: yeah, that's where I think Cincinnati got snubbed. To me, you know, I don't understand the neutral field situation though, because let's be honest, right now uh, they beat Notre Dame. That's a better win than Ohio State has, right? I mean, uh, better win. I mean, argue. But, you know, so uh, you know, I struggle. I do think Cincinnati still has a spot, still has a shot to get in. Um, yes, it's it's obviously not perfect, but to me, if or if, if Michigan State and Ohio State are good. I, at some point, right, one of those two teams is going to drop out.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, it is interesting. And, and, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's interesting that they didn't do the Auburn-Mississippi State thing of having them 3-4 because it's clear they want to reward Michigan State. They had a top-10 win going into that. And it's almost like an emotional thing, but you're right. They're going to play each other. I guess they're just not beating around the bush of like, hey, Ohio State, you beat Michigan State. You're going to get their spot. Here you go. Bama, Georgia, we're going to see you in the SEC Championship. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oregon, here you go. We're not going to beat around the bush. You beat Ohio State. You deserve a spot right now. Ohio State makes up for it, and we'll we'll continue on. The thing with Cincinnati being at 6 is they have an awesome win. Notre Dame is still hanging out there. And Notre Dame kind of collecting some solid wins here and there. They beat a UNC team that if UNC does beat Wake Forest this week, That just makes Notre Dame look so much better. It makes Cincinnati's win look so so much better. This is my fucking tinfoil hat. This, you need, you know, the Batman, the Dark Knight. You can't kill the Joker because Batman needs him. He's completed by it. He can't let him die. This is that kind of thing to a T where we're really fucking connecting the dots here. But that's like, for Cincinnati, it's basically being told, Ohio State Michigan State are going to play. You're going to get to number five. And then if Bama loses in the SEC championship game, maybe you get a shot there. And I'm kind of tipping my cards of what my question to you is going to be when we talk about the SEC. But the Cincinnati thing becomes so interesting because they're so clearly Power 5 focused and they want it to run through the Power 5. But but also, they win games convincingly. They have a really good defense. They showed it against a Power 5 team at the Power 5 team's place. I don't know. It's, it's just interesting that they fall there. It's not the craziest thing in the world, but I don't know. It's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's a good point. Uh, again, I, I'm like I think people were harping. Alabama shouldn't be that high. Let's be
2: honest.
1: <laughs> to a four to five star recruit team at their place with a great coach Jimbo Fisher, obviously not a, the Bama powerhouse maybe we've been used to in previous years, but but they're still to me a top three team in the nation. And, and I, you know, again, I would put in them other than Georgia and they're going to have their shot. I would put them up against any other team and, and think they would win, you know? So you're right though. I mean, I mean, they're it's, if Alabama loses to Georgia, they're out. That's yeah. my thought with them. I don't, I don't even question that. Yeah. If you know, if, you know, so th- there is an avenue here. For Cincinnati still, I think the only two teams that could wreck that party, obviously Oklahoma and Wake Forest to me are the two teams that theoretically could come in and, and wreck that party.
0: Well, I think that's um, what makes the rankings look so interesting is that because Cincinnati comes in at 6, Oklahoma at 8, Wake at 9, I think there's a definite possibility that if Wake Forest goes 13-0 and that they're going to be you know, sitting there at 5th or 6th and we're, you know, maybe seeing an undefeated team sit out, especially if Bama ends up beating Georgia, then it's really hard to, like, think, like, this team that kind of pieced together an undefeated season, like, what the fuck are they doing? But, if Oklahoma's coming through, and again, they're playing a number 12 ranked team this weekend, or ne- next weekend, actually, in Baylor and we'll see, that's that's a top 25 win you need Baylor to play well, Baylor's playing a and or no, that's Auburn. They're playing TCU this weekend, so they should win that game. TCU has been better, but they're not that good right now. But with Cincinnati, I think it's, there is an Avenue certainly, and we're going to see them slowly claw their way up. As long as they get there, they're going to play SMU who's still hanging out. And you know, it could be a much better, it could be a much better, it could be a much worse win depending on where SMU is.
1: And the SMU loss really hurts by the way.
0: It does. It hurts a lot. It hurts a lot right, for them. The
1: SMU would probably be in the in the in the teens. Yeah. Um. And then then it and then even though it's you know they're mid major, it's a it's it's a quality. It's a quality win. win. It's a top
0: twenty five win, and it's yeah. a late top twenty five win because- too. It's not Notre Dame beating Florida State when Florida State was ranked in overtime on week one. It's a late yeah. ranked win, and who knows? Maybe some of the teams they find the AAC always finds its way into like the low twenties. So they may yeah. luck their way into having somebody look good by the time they play them.
1: I certainly think it hurts that Memphis has struggled this year. They yeah, were one that, of those teams a in one. the AAC that has a good reputation. You know, Navy for um, the Wild
0: did. Navy stinks now.
1: Navy, uh, right, right. Um, so that yeah, you know, that's kind of a bummer in, in a way. But uh, but again, I still think the avenue, unlike previous years, I, I think they it's Being six is important because they're you're right. They don't need to climb that far, and they'll be there. They'll right, naturally exactly.
0: progress up. Ohio State and Michigan State play. I'm going to find the week. I think it's two weeks from from this weekend. And I think it's literally Ohio State goes Michigan State, then Michigan are their final two games. I'm pulling it up now. That's exactly what it is. They play Michigan State on the the 20th, and they play Michigan on the 27th. So they're going to have back-to-back weeks where they're proving it and seeing what happens there. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I think the best avenue for Cincinnati to really guarantee it, given where Oregon is, is Ohio State – beats Michigan State, and Michigan somehow pulls the upset off over OSU. But then does that make a one-loss Michigan team now like a, a likable opponent or a likable team, an electable team, if we're going to use uh, political jargon with Election Day being yesterday. Uh, or no, two days ago. It's Thursday. But we'll, I mean, we're going to have to see. It's really interesting to see where this is at. And the fact that three Big Ten East teams are in the top seven just becomes a, hey – Michigan, if you, you do pull off the upset and beat Ohio State, you're going to have your shot here and, you know, and see where it is, unless Michigan State is still in the top four. I don't think they're going to put two Big Ten teams in if they're putting in two SEC teams, but it really becomes this anomaly of seeing where, where we're going here, and right in the middle of it is Cincinnati, who kind of, they're going to float, and unfortunately they're going to have some now less impressive wins, but... I think if they go undefeated, it's hard to not to look at them and say no, at least not to be yeah. a, a a top five team that's that close,
1: and a little bit out of their hands. I think that's the one the one exactly. issue that people are having, and understandable, right? Is that now it's become this is no longer in their hands as a as a decision, if you will. Um, so. And that part's interesting to me. Yeah. So that that that's what hurts. Even five, right? Even if you slotted them at five, you'd say okay. But again, I look at those teams ahead of them, and and, and other than Oregon's bad loss, you know, a lot of really good teams in front of them. I can't tell you that I would pick one of those teams, pick Cincinnati over one of those teams in a neutral site with money on the line. Not exactly. saying Cincinnati can't beat them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I would still probably favor those other teams.
0: No, I would too. Maybe Michigan State, but maybe I'm just being bitter. But let's talk about the Georgia-Bama. Georgia's no surprise. Bama's up number two, and I think that's full-on eye test. Bama completely beat the shit out of Tennessee, and they've done, a really outside of that A&M game, where you know, they could have easily won that game as well, they've really been beating the shit out and beating the piss off of every team they're playing. Yeah. I think this is, by, this is pricing in that Michigan 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 state, Ohio State is gonna happen Michigan Michigan State is gonna happen or Michigan Ohio State is gonna happen. So someone's losing there or two of those teams are losing there. could possibly be both Michigan teams. and the week of the ICC championship, we'd get to Bama Georgia there. That's probably what the committee's trying to tell us is that that is the game yeah. we're building towards. That is what we want. We're just not we're not gonna beat around the bush. We're gonna throw them in here. Now, granted, it's a month early. We're literally four weeks away from the SEC Championship game. So, like, I guess you do it now instead of beating around the bush, having Bama at five and all this. And we're going to see them hanging out there and all that. You mentioned it. Bama loses. I would agree. I don't think they should be in as a two-loss team. But what makes me really wonder is if that game's close and it's in OT. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see if – Bama loses an OT game. Does the committee think about having a two-loss team in for the first time? I say no. I say make the SEC championship game, in that case, a an elimination game for Bama. But, oh, boy. If we really, depending on how well Alabama plays, an LSU team that's spiraling, Coach O's, you know, resigning and all that stuff, an Auburn team that could be a top-ten team by the time the Iron Bowl rolls around. We'll have to see. Obviously, they're playing another ranked team this weekend. And, yeah, I mean, and that's actually, that makes it so much more interesting because if Auburn beats A&M, then the A&M loss, A&M's now a three-loss team, you lost to them, it makes it look so much different. So I don't think they get anything if they lose, but we're now really seeing the committee kind of playing, you know, showing its cards and where they're thinking there. And I, I get it, they're building up towards the SEC championship game. But man, does the SEC network money look so dirty right now with this t- yep. one, two?
1: Yep. No, I'm with you. Yeah. But you're right, though. I mean, it's been chaotic. You think about some of the teams that were preseason favorites Clemson, not even ranked, you know, Oklahoma. Um, some teams have struggled, too. Yeah. Uh, back and forth. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Alright, so we talked about a lot of these teams. We mentioned games that are happening this weekend. Are there ones you think we missed, Matt, that we should quickly talk about? I feel like we covered a lot of them.
1: Uh let me think. One of the games, I mean I mean, here's the thing. Wake Forest needs to be they're only two they're actually uh, They're, they're actually, an underdog. Um,
0: yeah. They're underdog road dog. To
1: UNC at Sam Howe, right, which is shocking. We you know, ninth overall. So they're intriguing to me there, I think. It's one of the to your point, I mean it is one of the more blah weekends yeah in college football auburn texas a&m would be a good watch i think just because they're both um both ranked right and, and, and it's always fun to watch a game at kyle field so I, I i might at least have my eyes meandering there but one of to be upfront, right to your point one of the weaker college football slates um that we've seen in, in quite a while actually because there's been some really excellent yeah excellent college football um action out there so um you know i might even i'll tell you what though clemson louisville is intriguing solely because as we've talked about clemson's been a big big disappointment this year so there'd be another another game maybe you want to see if they can figure it out kind of looking ahead for next year for them um but no no one of the one of the weaker slates and not as much not as much i mean again upsets could get there but but the chaos this week you know, I'll talk about another game when we get to picks, but the chaos this week might be a little bit uh, understated.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's going to be a weekend that. Yeah.
1: I hope. Yeah. I, by the way, I hope I eat my own words, just to be clear. I Go hope
0: ahead. so too. You know, I love. I love the chaos as we talk about in picks, but I. I don't know if TCU pulls out a, a crazy victory against Baylor. It just makes like I want the. I would like for there to be more drama going down the stretch. So like. Like, you, do you want, like, Nebraska to randomly pull off the upset or, like, Minnesota to all of a yes. sudden come out of nowhere? I mean, yeah, I would love that. Yes, but like, I
1: want Nebraska to win,
0: should be clear. Or Purdue, <laughs> like, see if Purdue can pull it off against Michigan State. I know we talked about that in picks. Spoiler alert. But, like, then, like, I need something like that, and we're not getting it. Like, Georgia's a fucking 40-point favorite against Missouri. Yawn. Alabama's not playing this. Or, no, Alabama's playing LSU. Forgot about that. Uh, we talked about that. I just talked about that five minutes ago. You know, Michigan's coming off a you know loss, seeing what they do. So, I don't know. We need some sort of top ten shenanigans to happen here. But, like, I also don't want Oregon to lose because then the Pac-12's just done. And, like, you can put things to bed in terms of that way. Like, I need a Big Ten team or an SEC team to lose is basically where I where I want to this right, weekend right. to come out of if I truly want the chaos. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But let's yeah. start over to picks. We have our good buddy Sean Coleman on was a lot of fun huge Eagles fan always has the spicy takes so without further ado here he is Sean Coleman all right it is time for picks and we are now welcomed by a very good friend of ours a 97.5 frequent caller it is Mr. Sean Coleman Sean how are you I'm good
2: Jordy thanks for having me man I'm, I'm excited to be here
0: oh yeah we're excited to have you on Love getting your Eagles takes week in, week out when we're out on the golf course. We figured, had to have you on the show and get all your hot takes, get everything out here, your thoughts on the other teams in the NFL, and uh, a little bit of college as well. So excited to get it going. For those that are new or don't remember how the guest picker part works, because it's been a few weeks since we had a picker, Sean is our guest. We'll go first. We are picking five NFL games, one college game. We go snake draft style. You cannot repeat a pick but you can go against it. So without further ado, Sean, what is your first pick? And do you have any hot takes on the season so far that you want to lead off with?
2: Ooh, man, there's, there are two really good questions. Um, I guess I'll go with my pick first. Okay. Um, I think looking at the Cleveland Cincinnati game, um, looking at that, I think I'm going to have to go with Cincinnati.
0: All righty. That is the Cincinnati Bengals who are minus two and a half against the, uh, against the Browns. Bengals coming off an embarrassing loss against the Jets. This was a pick that I was circling as well. I think you mash that button and go into it. I love it. I think Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, the whole gang, they got exposed, I think a little bit by, by the Jets defense. I also think the Bengals defense got exposed by Mike White, not Ned Schneebly, the random quarterback the Jets have found and I think they're looking for revenge I know the Browns have been a little banged up but I like that pick a lot Sean
2: yeah Cincinnati they just they were coming into this everybody was like that this isn't your your usual Cincinnati bungles like they they were coming into this on a pretty good streak like T Higgins Jamar Chase your occasional Tyler Boyd like Joe Mixon everyone's been really firing you can't even really tell really that Burrow had like an ACL tear, like the guy he's not a huge mobility quarterback, but he he makes his reads quick, he gets rid of it fast he slings it. So I think that that kind of brought them back down the earth, that loss to the Jets. Um and they're gonna come out firing against a Cleveland team that's kind of in flux right now. Like uh what um who's the quarterback again for the Cleveland Browns? What the hell's his name? Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is his shoulder like he's out for the rest of the season, right? And no, he's playing. He's
1: playing, but he. Yeah. Would, I wouldn't say he's playing well.
2: Exactly. Plus, yeah, so his with, only
1: his his diva wide receiver is acting up out there too. OBJ overrated, baby.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the ever? He's and now I'm missing like a second straight something. Uh, it's a uh, it's your it's your typical. I, I really feel if I were to ever be like I am an Eagles fan until the day I die, I got them tattooed on my body. But if I were to ever um, think about switching, it would be probably to the Cleveland Browns because I can commiserate with them and I feel like they yeah. are very <laughs> in a similar yeah, place yeah. As the like we're just in purgatory except at least we have a Super Bowl recently
0: that's a very good point but I love the pick <laughs> Maddie let's go to you what do you got for your first pick
1: oh baby all right we will go all right so the Houston Texans head to Miami holy you would say how do you even how do you even touch this game but it's a five and a half point line for Miami who has looked horrible and Tyrod Taylor is slated to start for the Texans. Why is that important? The only victory the Houston Texans had was with Tyrod Taylor at the helm. I think he's back with a vengeance. I think this is, a, again, still a veteran team with some decent players. I think Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, a couple guys on the defensive side. I think they win. this. I think they cover. I'm going to pick them to cover. That covers me for the win. So I think five-and-a-half is a huge line to give him with Tyrod back. The Dolphins have looked Horrendous, as we know, they obviously did not make the move for Deshaun. So I think the Texans cover, uh, possibly pull the upset, but I'm just going to call it a cover against the Miami dolphins
0: I like that a lot. This was a popular pick in Survivor Football, um, and I couldn't tell you why. I know that the Dolphins, you know, I get or I rather the Texans have looked horrible, but yeah, you mentioned it. The Dolphins have looked just as bad, and they look lost at times i mean there's all this stuff now they're they're sticking with tua because they didn't end up making the trade thankfully for deshaun watson but he does not look like he's the guy there's not really a lot of other weapons that are going to go out with him. so I, I like that pick a lot Matt. but for the eagles yeah very good for the eagles with all the draft picks <laughs> they got going there uh sean do you have any thoughts on it or should we go to my pick
2: Oh, no, honestly, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting game. Like both both teams are in very weird positions right now. But Tyrod Taylor, um, he definitely brings like uh, a dynamic um, that the Houston Texans um, severely need. And you know, Tua, um, he he's very chip on his shoulder because that team is itching to get um, who's the quarterback um, from the Texans, Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, they're itching yeah. to get Deshaun Watson in there because. I mean, they're always itching for a quarterback that they can ruin. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and since Dan
1: Marino, really. the, the the
2: only thing the only thing that scares me is I don't think there, I really don't think it's going to be a high scoring game.
0: No, I could not agree with that more. It's like just, uh, I mean, the over under for this is set at forty six, and there are other games in the NFL that are set lower. There's one game that's set in the thirties, which is insane to think about. And sucks for ESPN because it's Monday Night Football, but I don't know how you're getting to 46 points. I know both defenses
2: aren't stellar, but I don't know. I, I like David, David Johnson is your running back, and he hasn't really done like exactly. has got 108 rushing yards on the on the year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I don't and, I don't know how this gets up there.
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a. It's uh It'll be interesting yeah. for those fan bases. Thank God. Yeah. Thank you. As for as bad as the Eagles could be sometimes, and it's frustrating. At least we don't have to be Texans fans.
0: Exactly right. It's true.
1: It's true. You <laughs> lose one
2: franchise that
0: just lost their star player. Now you have another one that's just always been shitty. They've made the playoffs a bunch, but never really do anything with it. Never got I was gonna
1: say never gotten it over the uh, over the what's it called? Mark the,
0: the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, after the Saturday uh, wild card game. But it comes to me, and this is an interesting pick that I'm going to make, and they've had so much news around them over the last couple weeks. Obviously, we talked about the Gruden news a few weeks ago. Their interim head coach, Basickia, am I pronouncing that correct? Rich Basicchio has been fantastic for them, and they've looked great. This week, they're back in the news again with some very unfortunate and upsetting news with everything that happened with Henry Ruggs and, and all that, and it's just terrible. They released him. But they're playing the Giants, the Las Vegas Raiders are. The Giants who are not very good. They still don't have, really, anybody. I know Daniel Jones has looked a little better as time's gone on, and they probably should have won that game if they don't hop off sides against the Chiefs and all this sort of stuff. They played them close and everything. But kind is of the Kedarious, same thought...
2: That, is Darius Tony playing?
0: It, or is he injured? He... I think, so. I think he's playing, yeah. Um, he's looked good, sure. But I'm going to... Go back with the Raiders here. I know it's on the road. They're coming east, but they seemingly have not been affected by that. I'm going to take the Raiders to get to 6-2 and two and still maintain the pace for one of the better AFC records. I'm going to have them cover the three-point spread against the Giants.
2: Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr. He has shown that he's kind of taken it to the next level this season. He's he's yeah. been in kind of purgatory for a while, where uh, you 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 got the th- the feeling that obviously that they might want to move on, and then Gruden comes in, and Gruden's Grinders used to love them some Derek Carr, um, and Josh Jacobs is a beast. So there's no reason why this team shouldn't have been better. But I think maybe what's going on with their one wide receiver, um, Jacobs coming Brog's back in. from injury, like. There there there's a there could be a, a weird little dynamic in the air between them and um obviously Daniel Jones has been playing better as of late, but he just has this perception about him that he doesn't really belong in the NFL. Yeah. Who would have thought back who would have thought back in the day, I forget um what um cornerback made fun saying Josh Allen should have never been a first round pick and now Josh Allen has just carried that with him. I wonder if anyone ever said that about Daniel Jones because it's 100% true. <laughs> yes,
0: it's very true. All right, so it comes to me for another pick. And I know that Matt's not going to like this pick because he's been against them for a while. But the Arizona Cardinals go on the road to San Francisco and are underdogs here that by a point and a half. Yep, I know that man. we're kind of waiting for the, the Niners to pop off. And maybe people think are thinking this is the week that they're going to do it. Debo Samuel's a little banged up. I think he's going to play, but... He's been the most versatile part of that offense and, and seeing where they're going from there. And their run game has still been all over the board. It's either hit or miss. The Cardinals are just putting it together with all these different players and kind of guys that are you know maybe over the hump in the twilight of their career, but they're getting it done, and Kyler Murray's playing really well. I like the Cardinals to win this game. I'm going to take them plus one and a half and just go
2: from there. But what about Kyler Murray's ankle injury? Because he's missed practice again now. And it it happened late in uh, their loss to Green Bay. Sure. That's uh, probably why that's a good point. If he plays, and, I mean, they they only need him at half to beat Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they take it easily. They just have a plethora of weapons, as they always do. Yeah. And Francisco's got a weird little carousel happening with their running backs is always so – if Kyler is healthy, I think Arizona takes that for sure.
0: Yeah, I feel like if he wasn't going to play, we'd get like a little more urgency out of the Cardinals if he wasn't actually going to try to play. Maybe they're just keeping him easy, but that's a really good point. I, I did not think about that, but I don't know. Matt, you have a thought well, on this one? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would say
1: one other, a couple other issues here, right? So uh, A.J. Green on the COVID list may or may not play this weekend, and DeAndre Hopkins is obviously dealing with an injury after yep. that Thursday night game. Um, you know, I do think there is a part of the, you know, Vegas is awesome. Vegas watched, right? The, the betters watched that Thursday night game against the banged up Green Bay team um, and COVID Green Bay team. I think the bigger concern for me is I think people are, are wondering if the pass rush for the 49ers led by Nick Bosa, you know, Fred Warner, they've got a strong front presence. If they can, you know, take some shots at Kyler, it's going to be a longer game for the Cardinals. And then on the other hand, JJ Watts injury, while not surprising, I don't think can be understated from a defensive side of things. If the 49ers can get that running game going with Elijah Mitchell, uh, you know, I know Debo's injury might, might set them back a little bit, but if they can ground grind it a little bit on the ground, like, like the, or, uh the Packers did with Aaron Jones, then I think it's a recipe for you know victory. It's a divisional game. I get why it's close. I am a little surprised, Jordy, though, that the Cardinals are favorite. I mean, the uh, 49ers are a Yeah. Um, Yes, I know they won last week, but I'm still a little surprised. But still, I, I get why it's a tight game, and I think the 49ers, ers need this win, right? Three yeah. and four oh, in yeah. a division where Russell Wilson's about to come back. The Rams look like equals. I mean, obviously, are equals to the Cardinals in my mind. So yeah, very. But uh, but I, you know, I know why it's tight. But it's almost a must-win for the 49ers too. Maybe that desperation is, is factoring in here a little bit.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see. All right, Maddie, your second pick. What do you got?
1: To stay in the division. It's already a big line, but I, I, I have said from the beginning, and, and Jordy can attest to this the uh, LA Rams to me are, uh, I was pretty high on them to start the year. I thought Stafford, when he obviously is blowing it up, that, that receiving core is, is incredible. Um, you got to even look beyond the top guys, um, you know, and Van Jefferson, and they, they're, they're bringing a lot of talent to the field, and that defense is only going to continue to improve. Obviously, bringing in Von Miller, you know, Aaron Donald's is still breathing <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. So they're going to face off against the Titans team that now has lost Derrick Henry. And I, you know, I'm not high on the Titans, even though I know they have had a good start to the year, you know, but I'm picking the, the Rams to cover a seven and a half point spread at home against the Titans. I think it's a statement game for the Rams to show up. No Derek Henry, a hobbled Julio Jones. Um, I think they're going to get it. Ryan Tannehill. I think it's going to be a long day. Um, for the the, uh, Titans and I the Rams are going to smoke
0: them no I totally agree this is one I was looking at the Derrick Henry loss I feel like is huge the secondary of the Titans is suspect at best and I feel like Matthew Stafford's going to pick it apart whether it's Cooper Cup whether it's anybody that he can just target if they're doubling up Cup they can just go to a number of different players Daryl Henderson's been incredible I really like this game that's a great pick
2: I wouldn't sleep on the Titans. I mean, they're a scrappy team. They, no one expected this out of them. Like Tannehill comes from Miami where he was just completely used the complete wrong way. You've got a defensive-minded coach who's getting the most out of him. The Titans are scrappy. I think that they're. it's not going to be an easy win because everyone now with Aaron Donald being paired with Von Miller, if he plays, like their defense is stout, their offense is humming. But I, I think that the Titans are going to know how to play them to at least keep it manageable, to keep the game in front of them and not let it get too crazy too fast.
0: That's a fair point. And the Titans, a lot of this has to do with Derrick Henry, but they are good at taking care of the ball. Not a lot of turnovers. They're first in the NFL by a mile in time of possession. Again, when you have Derrick Henry running the ball, you have a lot for that. That Rams defense, adding Von Miller, they're first in sacks, first interceptions. I really need to see what that first co- those first couple drives look like, because if they're really getting after Tannehill and seeing what's happening, this could be a long day for the Titans. But that's a that's a fair point, Sean, because they upset Baltimore in Baltimore in the playoffs and everything there. And you're right; nobody really expects them to ever really be there, and they keep defying expectations.
2: And there are so many teams in this league that have backup running backs like Chuba Hubbard and Boston Scott, like guys that can just come in. And the offense really doesn't skip a beat because it, depending on what type of, like, offense you're running and how good your offensive line is, like, where where their strengths are, as long as you have someone who's capable, you don't really fall off too hard. And Derrick Henry is a special talent, don't get me wrong. Like, he is one of the best running backs of our generation. Um, But he is kind of like a find the hole and then just truck it kind of guy. So if they have someone who can also just fall in line, if they're back up right now, I don't know whos who it is. It looks like but it's Jeremy
0: McNichols, like, who has 25 career wow. games played, 56 rushing
2: attempts. It averages about four yards per attempt. So if he can just yep. keep his, eye, his eyes open, I think there, there may be a chance to keep that run game. Not a, Definitely, it's not going to be in any – I'm not going to discredit um, Henry, but it, it could be – it could surprise some people possibly.
0: Yeah. He did get into a, all sixteen games last year, playing behind Derrick Henry. He's obviously played in, in some here. Third year in the league. We'll have to see what he does. Taking the reins. What a, hey, hey what about what
1: about A what about all day, baby?
2: Adrian Peterson. Oh, Adrian Peterson. you're right. Yeah, they signed him on the practice he, he squad. Saw, That's yeah, a great call. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, with but they're gonna elevate. they think that they're already confirming they're gonna elevate him right to the to the uh to the to the full team so we'll see
2: we'll have to We've see seen never that before, know. Though, where i think it, who was it <laughs> where like levy bell got activated and then he didn't even play so when these guys get activated this quickly um i think I know. they're very cautious Or what's his face
0: um wide receiver that's on the chiefs now uh long time brown They was josh the Patriots. gordon josh gordon thank you josh yeah gordon. he was the same way when he got activated super quickly that's a great call sean all right so you got the te- you have the rams there sean we move to you two picks for you now what do you got
2: So I'm not going to seem uh, like two Homer Simpson here, but I'm taking the Eagles over the chargers. I love it. (laughs) Usually reserved for Matt's final pick. And I love that you took it from him. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. I can't, I can't, I I couldn't stay away from this one. Like I, I know I'll start with the stats. Like Justin Herbert, 1,900 on the year, Jalen, 1,800. And I'm not saying, obviously, Herbert is a much more refined quarterback than Jalen, and Jalen's a lot of his yards come in garbage time. But Herbert's got a hurt hand. They're, they're coming back to the link after a win where they were running the ball really good. I think they're going to find, like, an even better split. I'm just praying that Howie <laughs> and Jeff are locked in a closet somewhere and and Nick Sirianni can run the offense the way he wants to run it I mean he he, the colleges he played for and coached at were running schools and he he came from the Indianapolis Colts which were like a run first team with Naeem Hines and all those like really good runners so like there's no you know he wants to run the ball you know he wants to do it and I'm just praying that this is them finding their identity even more like they're coming off like a pounding like detroit took some other teams like to the fourth quarter detroit's a so, very good
0: against this red team i was worried yeah, so, about that game
2: so it's not like too crazy to to think that the eagles might have found something here they put a hurting on hurting on them because they wanted to and i'm i mean i love miles sanders but i also think that jordan howard boston scott like those guys are so capable because they are gritty guys they're between the tackles like they'll make a cut and they'll make you pay for it and I know the Chargers have just so many weapons in uh, Mike Williams and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen Keenan Allen and but they're giving up the most running yards i us say in, game in the NFL 30 they're 32nd in the league in in, in yards against rushing so um I, th- I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that it's a, it's a four o'clock game too. So, you know, the fans are going to be loud and rowdy. Jordy, we're going to be there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is definitely one that the, that's going to catch people by surprise that to make them think like maybe the Eagles are turning a little bit of a corner. I don't think there's a the team that's going to win the division. Dallas has shown that they're a more polished team at this stage of the game. Um, but I think the Eagles they're, they're building towards the future. And if Nick wants to, um take a break from watering his garden. Um now's the time to come in and start coaching.
0: I love it. I uh I think this is gonna be a really high scoring game over under set at fifty. So I think the Eagles coming in, it's only a point and a half, but it's the NFL two point conversions are all over the place. And Sirianni loves to show that he's gonna go for it. I think the Eagles do need to pound the ball. You're exactly right that they the Chargers are dead last and not even close in rushing yards allowed. The Eagles, strangely, sixth, and I know they've been running the ball a lot more. Last week was all sorts of historical stats in terms of running, and obviously Jalen takes off. But I think utilizing that, but also a little bit better of the passing play calling, which we saw a little bit better last week. Obviously, you're playing Detroit team. That's not very good. I think showing the amount of aggression on the other side of the ball that the defense had was huge, and they need to bring that to a team... That's gonna take advantage of it, whether it's Mike Williams, whether it's Austin Eckler, you need to have that hard hitting, trying to cause fumbles, trying to pick the ball off. You need to be a little more aggressive on defense, because they will, with Herbert, and yes, his hand is hurt, but they're still gonna try to take advantage of a secondary that's a little a little banged up and a little all over the board and Howie making weird deals to trade for some dude from Denver. I'm not sure what that was about, but I love the pick, Sean. I love it that we're going to have something to root for. I'm going to bet the over and have fun, like when I went to the Chiefs game. Maddie, what do you got on this game? Because I know you were going to pick it. You're going to be in Arizona, so we won't see it at the game. But what are your thoughts on the birds?
1: I'd, just I'd love to be there the Thompson tailgate. I, I will be raging. I will not be in the tent, so please please stop by. The, 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 oh, we're the, going. Um, line. Okay, good. Line. I'm, I, Sean, I'm so bad I'm not there for you guys. I'm going to have a lot of FOMO when I'm golfing in 85-degree, 90-degree weather. Really tough oh, for me. rub but, it um,
2: in, Matt. Rub it in.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will say that I, I think we do have a 1 o'clock tea time, but you know, such an... Oh, actually, yeah, that couldn't actually be worse. They're three hours behind out there. I'll deal with that my own way, but... All no, it'll only said, be two hours
0: now, because Daylight Savings starts this week. I know, because
1: Daylight like Savings, in Arizona doesn't care about Daylight saving time. correct. So, all right. You know I'm, I'm a believer. I, I love the birds. I, oof, this is a tough one. Most, it is a tough here's one. Here's why, though. The sole reason why I'm concerned is because the Chargers are coming off a loss. They're
0: coming and, off two losses. Uh,
1: well, right. Especially this past loss. Like, yes, correct. Yeah, that losses. Patriots really, game. You're right, though. The, the Patriots, Patriots game was nuts. Makes me a little concerned that they're going to come out with a little extra fire. Now, I love the points on a run defense. I do hope Nick can, can stick to it. I love the gardening comment. That really got me. It touched my heart. But um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, uh, man, I, I'm nervous about our defense being able to slow them down. You know, we're going to need a big game from Fletcher and, and, and Hargrave in the middle. Love to see one of these defensive ends break yeah, out a little bit for us, right? <laughs> yes, he <laughs> he's,
2: he's still in he's the end of the haven't seen him all year. All
1: <laughs> oh, right, right. Uh, witness protection. I am interested. They, they, they went ahead and they waived Eric Wilson, who was kind of a, a decent free agent signing, we thought, for us. I am thinking they're yeah. trying to get a little more aggressive at the linebacker position, which I think is important.
2: Yeah, I think, I think defensive aggressiveness Austin, is
1: key. Yeah, if it's you, you know, watch they Lawson. were bringing in
2: some blitzes this time. Like, yeah. You, oh yeah, you're, you're seeing Nick grow, but you're also also seeing Gannon grow. So hopefully, well, the, the reason Gannon's I going.
1: the reason I say that is if you've watched Austin Eckler in the open field, wow, your linebackers better be ready because he is he is uh, he's got those juke moves that you only you only witness in Madden. So, um and Allen I, again, I, I'm struggling to pick the birds. My heart is there, my head says go with the Chargers but maybe we've got a little Boston Scott magic still. So I'm I'm going to reserve judgment. Jordy, I wasn't sure if I was going to pick it or not. So I'm going to let <laughs> it go. I'm not going to say much more, um, but I, I know you guys will be loud. So when you said 425 game, I think you meant drunken rowdy, right? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. a dangerous 425. Yeah, I'm need, game. I'm it's 405. Oh, it's that weird bridge game that the NFL started right. doing. Uh, so, they, yeah, it's going to be nuts. And, yeah, that's such a good point on the linebackers, though, of, like, you need them to step up, otherwise they're gonna get run the fuck over. So they need to really be careful here. Cause this could get dangerous quick.
2: I got I got a good name for you, Matt, seeing as how you're gonna be in Arizona golfing and you wanna be you wanna be one with your birds. Hashtag Boston Scottsdale. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Do you guys know yeah, who the Eagles third string quarterback that. is now?
0: Who? A guy named Reed Sinnott. <laughs> Looks uh, like the biggest I don't, goober. Yeah,
2: I don't... I'm, I know that name. He went to San Diego.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> San Diego. I do San believe Diego. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. I believe it means San Diego. <laughs> yes. No, it means it's uh, a whale's vagina. Anyway, Sean, <laughs> we got your second pick, or really your third NFL pick, but your second pick of the, of the swing. What do you got?
2: My uh, second pick is the New England Patriots over the Carolina Panthers. Okay. The
0: Patriots are a, what, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite, so you like them to cover? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, mean, I like that, too. I like that a lot, it's not, actually. It's not
2: a crazy amount of points, um, 41. So both both teams have, like, pretty good run games. But, I mean, Mac Jones and the, and, and the Patriots are coming alive. I think that Belichick is – he does what he does. He gets the most out of, of what he has. And you can see, like, Mac Jones is a competent quarterback. Like, you're – um, the guy in Chicago, um, Tua, like all these, all these really high draft picks or they might've been flashy in college, but they really didn't do anything um, once they got to the NFL. And I mean, Mac Jones is, is kind of, he's doing it. And I mean, I really, I, I'm a Matt rule fan. I mean, we're all Philly boys. So oh, yeah. we like him coming from temple and then going to Baylor and then making his way to the NFL. Um, but I mean, Sam Darnold has only got seven touchdowns on the season so far and eight interceptions. I'm not, like, a huge fan of his numbers. I They they, they really talked him up down there. I thought we'd maybe get a little more. Um, Chuba Hubbard has done a good job covering for Christian McCaffrey um, while Christian McCaffrey's been out. But I, I just don't think Carolina had, is going to be able to keep up with um, Belichick.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And McCaffrey, it looks like it's going to be back. But I wonder, he tried earlier in the season and he went back on the IR. I wonder what that's going to look like, especially against this Patriot defense. You said it, Sean, is coming more and more alive each week. Yes, they let up 35 points against Dallas a few weeks ago. That was a game where both teams were just going off to the races because their offense is going that way. So the defense played a little, little more loose. And that game ended up being nuts, went to overtime and everything. But the Patriot defense, I think since that close call with the Texans, has really, and then losing to Dallas, has really cranked it up, especially against the Chargers last week, right? They they played well. It was kind of a weird game for the Chargers. Chargers fans have all rights to be upset about weird calls that happened there. But I, I like this defense to really slow them down, and if it is keen in on the McCaffrey-Hubbard uh, dual head or two-headed monster, whatever you want to call it, then you have to make Sam Darnold beat you, and I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. It's, you know, they're 28th in the league in passing yards per game, and there's a good reason for it. Sam Darnold's not that good. He doesn't throw a very good ball, and you're exactly right, Sean. There was the narrative that he just needed to leave the Jets, he needed to leave Adam Gase, all this stuff. Look what happened to Ryan Tannehill when he left Adam Gase, and he's not that good. So I like the pick a lot. I was looking at this for when it came back to me, and I didn't think it was going to be on, and I'm glad I was right on that that assumption. (laughs) Matt, you got any thoughts, or should we go to your pick?
1: Don't ever, don't ever count out Belichick. You know he's got a big chip on his shoulder. I don't, you know, not that there's any animosity between him and Brady, but just he wants to prove it. They're looking better, and that defense, they, they scheme so well. Yeah, so many like so many players that you would just want on your defense, but they mm-hmm. will, really would only ever be good there, I guess. Um, I like it. And your point, Carolina's in a little turmoil right now. They've got some talent, but they're struggling. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I can, uh, I'll speed to my pick here. Okay. This is going to be a little bit of a of a shocker, not possibly, but I'm going to take the Vikings are visiting Baltimore. Baltimore's a six point favorite. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover in this game. Okay. I know the Vikings just came off a very disappointing game. I'm in agreement against against the Cowboys, but remember, that was a primetime game. Kirk Cousins does <laughs> not do primetime. Okay. (laughs) Kurt Cousins does completely forgotten about one o'clock games. And this is, this is right up his alley. The offense, the offense is still loaded, right? Phelan and and Jefferson Dalvin cook. We know that the defense is not that great. So it's going to be a little bit of a shootout, right? Um, I don't know how good Baltimore's defense is though, especially gets the pass. They lose Marcus Peters at the beginning of the year. They're, they're not the same Baltimore defense that we're used to. I think Lamar puts up points. I think this is high scoring. I think the Vikings cover here on the road. Um, I don't think they win, but I do think they cover. I think it's a field goal game. going to be a four-point victory for them. I just uh, I like non-primetime
0: Kirk um, to rack it up. So, I'm going Vikings. So, I'm going to take that take and present it this way. The rest of the 1 o'clock slate, really outside of maybe the Panthers-Patriots game we just talked about, maybe Denver-Dallas, maybe Cleveland-Cincinnati, it's not really that great of a slate. And what I'm getting after here is Red Zone is not going to forget about this game. It might be focused oh, no. on this game specifically. So let's get that voodoo out to Kirk Cousins and see how he reacts there. Maybe he thinks of it as prime hey, don't, time. Don't prime
1: time. Hey, get out of here. That's you mean. Okay? I don't need this.
0: Right. Oh, oh, yeah, I, you, you know my feelings about the Vikings and where I oh, go from I don't from like it. the Vikings at
1: all. No. I, just, uh, I just am trying to pick <laughs> trying to win
2: you know? no. Uh, no Shard, you got any thoughts 14 and 2 know what those stats are kirk cousins touchdown to interception ratio this yeah. year i think 10. i get it like he is not your prime time guy he he has thrown up more duds in prime time than i can ever remember the the guy doesn't know how to how to perform when the bright lights are on but uh <laughs> i mean they he looks good i mean he he's every year he's only gotten better in that system um they're pa- they're 11th in the league in passing yards um i mean they got dalvin cook who's only getting healthier um and they're going up against the worst pass defense in the league i mean the ravens are dead last when it comes to passing yards against so people are putting up close to 300 yards a game on them um their run um they're still stout. I mean, they're the Ravens. They're always going to have a good run defense. Um and so maybe that just means you're going to be seeing some swings, some screens to Dalvin Cook and then you've got Justin Jefferson <clears throat> should have been an eagle. <clears throat> Thanks, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> really should have been. You got him um and then you have um who who's the other uh, wide receiver there who's really good? And yeah, more than a feeling. Um so I think this was a this was a a very interesting and cool pick um i'd definitely be paying attention to this game because i love lamar jackson and i want him to succeed um and i think Kirk cousins if he can ever just learn that one plus one equals two he will actually become the quarterback that minnesota needs and wants him to be
0: it's a fair point wait
1: (laughs) first of all, i love that too What's so what's the what's the lamar love i just interested i don't i'm I, I'm, I'm a supporter lamar,
2: lamar jackson came into this league and he wasn't even drafted in the beginning of the draft he balled out at louisiana he in the, louisville no, uh, louisville that's right cardinal um and they were like he'll never throw He is a running quarterback they they threw him in the in the corner of you're never going to be anything more and his very next season, he came back humming, just throwing bombs. That dude can sling it like Michael Vick. He has got, he flicks the wrist and the ball goes forever. I just like his demeanor. He's, he's all business. He wants to win. Um, he, he, he sometimes gets caught like in weird moments, but I mean, they ask him to do a lot because, um, he's that dynamic of a player, but I just think he's good for the league. He he's a, he's a great young guy. Um, and he's hungry. So I guess that's where a little bit of my Lamar Jackson love. Comes
1: I was just, I was just, I was just interested. I, I mean, obviously I, I do think he's a heck of a player. I wish he was an Eagle. So Jalen, it's like, a, he's like a rich man's Jalen hurts. I think a little bit much more talented too, by the way.
0: <laughs>
2: it's yeah, be- no, you're, you're right. He just has, he, he's like Jalen hurts to 2.0. Like if it came to like field vision, he's got Jalen there because he can scan the field and make better reads When it comes to arm strength, he's got a stronger arm than Jalen, and even when it comes to to the runs, like Jalen always rolls out to the right, like he loves to go out to the right because the the possibility of throwing to the right is easier on him. Um, Mm -hmm. But Lamar Jackson also has a much better offensive line, so
1: yeah, that's very the Michael the Michael Vick the Michael Vick comparison spot on. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: All right, so come to me. The first one, my first pick is gonna be easy. Sean, if there's one thing you need to know about me and picks, I hate double-digit point spreads in the NFL. I think they're nuts. Matt kind of hit it on with the Texans earlier. They're all pros. That being said, the Jacksonville Jaguars are fucking awful. Buffalo <laughs> Bills, minus 14.5, a, a team that's in desperate need of a statement victory. They, The Bills only beat the Dolphins by 15 points, which I feel like Only is the right word to use there. Obviously, they had the loss a couple weeks ago, right before their bye against the Titans. But only 15 points. I feel like they want to just beat the absolute piss out of a team. And the Jacksonville Jaguars happen to be here. The Jags, outside of that game in London, where they won against the Dolphins, have looked horrible. They're barely eclipsing any sort of sense of a a solid offense. And all of their numbers are god-awful. Their defense is atrocious. I love the Bills to annihilate the Jaguars here. I'll let you guys talk about this before I give you my next pick.
2: I mean, who doesn't love to be a snowbird and play golf in a warm weather place? Um, <laughs> I just don't I just don't think that's the Bills MO. You see it sometimes when they go to a place and they're supposed to do something, sometimes they falter. I love Josh Allen, 17. Oh yeah. TDs, three interceptions on the year. The guy is he's living up to the contract they gave him and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the guy's learning. Like he 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 doesn't know he didn't know how to lose his entire life, and then he comes to the most losingest franchise that I can think of in in my in my time um, being an NFL fan. Yeah. So I think Buffalo going to Jacksonville. I think you're right. You, this could double-digit point spreads are stupid. Um, the NFL is too competitive for that. Um, I, I, I'm really interested uh, to see if James Robinson can punch some holes. Punch some holes through that Buffalo D, which is pretty good against the run. <laughs> and when I say pretty good, I mean really good. They're fifth in the league, um, so it, it'll it'll definitely be a uh, one to watch. Matt, any thoughts? I, uh, I, my,
1: my, my only concern is, is Trevor. You know, like I, I, I'm agree. Like the Jaguars are equal to the Lions in terms of lack of NFL talent. I think at all at all in all facets of the game. The only concern you have is you know Trevor, Every game Trevor Lawrence plays he Gets more comfortable in at the NFL level. I did see him make some big boy throws against Seattle. Granted, when your best receiver is um, Marvin Jones, you know, who we throw into, right? So he's got a a really lack of that. You know, coming from you go from Clemson with NFL wide receivers and running backs in every position to uh, arguably one of the least offensively skilled teams. And I I do like James Robinson, obviously, DJ Chark being out, hurts, but. The question is, you know, every game he plays, does he, does he continue to feel confidence? And and that would be the only reason I would hesitate to have him cover. But I, I would also probably say they cover here as well. I just think the Bills are, are still one of the best teams in the AFC.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so my next pick, I was trying to convince myself ways that this team could cover the spread. But the Dallas Cowboys are really fucking good. The, we talked about Von Miller going away from the from the Broncos. I think Teddy's having a really good game, and I think that might be the key for the Broncos covering the spread is that the, the Cowboys' pass defense has not been great, and the Broncos' defense has played really well, but I looked at, I've looked at some of their games. Their wins are all against really bad teams, and when they've played solid opponents, they've lost and they've let up a lot of points, and they also lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are kind of a meh team I think we can be in agreement of that I know they're a wild card team right now they're four and three but they're still a that team they're not the you know the Raiders are better the the Baltimore Ravens are better the Browns are better but are all over the board I just don't trust them to think that they can even with 10 points that they can keep this thing close in Dallas if it was in Denver I'd probably think elsewhere elsewhere then it'd probably be like a seven and a half point spread but I just think that the Cowboys take full advantage of a Broncos team that's a little down I think they either run them completely over, or they just let their wide receiving weapons take it over. I hate to pick them so many times, like I have this year, but I think I think the Cowboys cover the ten point spread.
1: I'm gonna need you to stop doing that, okay? I yeah. mean, you know that's not okay. All right. Yeah. I know. I mean, I think I think you're right. There's just there's no. I mean, it's a shame because I think there's some talent. On yeah, I was Denver trying to. Com- I was
0: really trying to convince myself into taking Denver plus ten.
1: Yeah, but right. I can't. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I know Ham hey, um, KJ Hamler's out, but um, I think Noah Fant's out too. So that hurts. Yeah, and they exactly. tried to lose to the. They tried to lose to the Redskins. Yeah. Desperately tried, and couldn't even do it. That's because sorry, the Washington football team. That's because the football team sucks. But yeah, I, I don't know. I honestly would sit Dak again. I think they can beat him without Dak. I think I would so too. To start
0: Cooper Rush, and just and just let Dak get one more week. Like I know that I know they have a backup quarterback and everything, but like just hand the ball to Tony Pollard and Zeke. And let them just bash them through. Oh. Their their linebacking core is a skeleton crew right now.
2: Yeah, but the the Broncos are only giving up a hundred yards a game rushing. So Zeke Zeke is situational this year. Like games where he should be blowing up, sometimes he's doing nothing. And Tony Pollard obviously plays second fiddle to him when Zeke is out. He's taking advantage. I'm looking forward to seeing Teddy versus Dak. I, I know you're thinking they should probably make the smart call and sit Dak for one more week, but. Mm-hmm. Uh Dallas and Smart aren't usually said in the same sentence um, very often, <laughs> so I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna like to watch it. I mean, Teddy's got 13 TDs, five interceptions on the year. Dak's playing great. Um, they 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 each have their own weapons that they're um, comfortable with. So I mean, Dallas, the CD is turning into everything that everybody knew he was going to be. Yep we'll we'll kind of we'll have to see how it goes the 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 one number that just keeps uh sticking out to me is uh total yards i mean the the broncos are six total yards against per game at 325 it's it's kind of scary yeah that that's like where i was trying to convince myself in it they're third in points
0: against they get a lot of sacks but the the Cowboy defense is sneaky. I know they let up a lot of yards, but they take the ball away. And I know it's like tra- it's like playing for the long ball in baseball and all that sort of stuff, but I don't know. It's well, This is going to be a fun game. I think this going to be a really fun game. It's a weird one where the over-under set at 50. I feel like that's way too high, although it could it could turn into like a 35-25 game.
2: Who the fuck knows? You, you also know that Von Miller is gone. Exactly. So you know that team is like, wait does this ownership group think that we're just going to lie down and die? Yeah. That they're willing to get rid of one of like this, the one of the greatest defensive talents of like this generation. Yeah. Um. So I think they're going to be, someone's going to step up into that leadership role. Um. And I think Teddy's going to probably have to do some of the heavy lifting here, but I think that the Broncos are probably going to pull out one of those weird squeaker games where they stay eerily close to a team that they really have no, um they they really have no place being there. Yeah. All right. So Sean or Matt, we come back to you for your yep,
0: fourth yep. NFL game. What do you got?
1: So first of all, I wanted to thank Sean for somehow working in an insult to the Cowboys while praising them. It was really well done.
2: Thank you. <laughs> and I hate how
1: but I do hate how you brought up another receiver that we should have had. Granted, not as bad as Jefferson really didn't get the opportunity right if you will we we could have
2: jumped we could have jumped yep
1: we could have jumped and we should have jumped but i didn't think the cowboys were going to be stupid enough to take a receiver it turns out they lucked into being smart um (laughs) i'm gonna Jordy actually mentioned this team i'm gonna go take the monday night game
0: the chicago bears visiting
1: the pittsburgh steelers steelers are six and a half point favorites i'm taking the bears um okay I don't know. I, I, I've not been impressed. I know Steelers defense is really good. Steelers offense, not so much. I know 15 to 10 over the Browns. Really? I, I think Justin Fields has just enough. I'm not sold on him. He definitely does not read defenses fast enough. No. That's but his bugaboo coming no. out and he still doesn't. We'll see if he can get there, but it has, as his athleticism is going to bring a little bit more than Baker did. And David Montgomery just came off the IR and might be able to play. I I I think the the Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of, they're like a car going downhill, and the gas is 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 short, but they're but they're able to keep their momentum a little bit. I, that defense is really good, and they're going to give fields fit. I think this is super low scoring though. I think oh both yeah. Defenses. Khalil Mack shows up. Ben Big Ben has not been great, so I think it's a close game. Um, I, I I'm close to picking the Bears in an upset, but I'll pick my my like third straight. Bears cover the 6.5-point spread over the Steelers.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, this game, the over-under is set at 39 points. That's telling you, and with a 6.5-point spread, that's telling you what Vegas thinks of Justin Fields and that offense. And rightfully so. They're last in the league in points, yards, all that stuff. The Steelers aren't far ahead of them, though. They're 26th in points for. Both defenses are really good. I think you're right. This going to be a low-scoring game. Pittsburgh on a Monday night in the middle of November – does not sound like the place to be, and I feel like a lot of those teams are just going to be trying to run the ball. Najee Harris had a great week last week. I do think it kind of comes down to that, of which rushing attack wants it more, and it's going to be really interesting. Big Ben's looked bad. through As bad as Justin Fields has looked, Big Ben has been all over the board. I know it's 8-4 to four touchdowns and interceptions, but still, we got to see if he's going to step up, and I, I don't like it against this defense. They have a really solid pass rush. You mentioned Khalil Mack. They have a really good secondary that really gets the job done pretty well. So I'm really interested in seeing this game. As ugly as it's going to be, this is going to be something that if you really love football, you love Smash Mouth football, Big Ten style, this is the game for you. And it's fitting that it's Chicago and Pittsburgh. It's the Rust Belt. But we move to Shawnee for his final two NFL picks. Sean, hit us with the swing.
2: Uh, so for this one, I think I'm going to go and pick the Atlanta Falcons over New mm. Orleans Saints. Wow. Yeah, I okay. Mean, six and a half, six and a half points. I mean, obviously, people. Sean Payton, um, he he is a mind. He 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 always finds a way to win. Like no matter who the quarterback is and Alvin Kamara, but I mean now we hear michael thomas is out for the rest of the season and um there's just like a lot happening there and i know calvin ridley has decided to just put clothes in a suitcase and go somewhere and not tell anybody um but matt ryan like he's he still has an arm like the guy is i mean coming into um this week he's at 1800 passing yards and he's got 13 tds cordell patterson i mean former he played for the vikings correct yes um he the the guy is he's really surprised a lot of people with his versatility and kyle pitts maybe this is where he kind of steps up and shows everybody why um this temple product was worth taking um that early in the draft um the the saints like who who is their quarterback this week again what's the the guy's name who
1: i don't know if it's going to be Taysom hill or trevor simeon they haven't really yeah. said yet
2: it sounds like it's going to be simeon i would think simeon yeah like Peyton. they said he eerily likes him um but i think the falcons i think this is one of those games where they they just come out and <sighs> kind of surprise everybody um with what they have i mean I think if they ran the ball a little more conservatively with Mike Davis, um, they, they may be able to balance things out a little more. Um, but I, I, I don't see why um, it, it just seems like – is that high, Jordy? Six and a half points?
0: I mean, it's a full touchdown. So they're thinking – like they're thinking that the Saints are going to clearly win the game and they might do it full. There's a reason why it stays at six and a half because they want people to try to pick it. So actually trying to go, I don't see what the money is or anything. Uh, Let's see if I can find it on, let's see if we have a number on Yahoo. It looks like right now. Yeah. A lot of money is on Atlanta right now. They're trying to bring people in over onto that side. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, it's, it's a solid pick. It's, it's going to be a really interesting game. I think you're right that if Atlanta runs the ball a little smarter with Patterson and Davis, they can really just milk the clock in this game. The over set at forty-one and a half, which similar to that Monday night game. That's also six and a half points. Just something doesn't add up there when an when a total points is set that low and a spread is that big. They're trying to tell you something, and we know Justin Fields isn't that good. So the Bears having that six and a half point spread kind of makes sense, even though a lot of the Matt, Matt's points make sense. With this Falcons team, who's had some bad loss, they've had some bad losses. They've not played very well. They've beaten bad teams, so they're kind of in that. They're not the worst of the worst. They're not a meh team. They're just kind of there. But Matt Ryan's really good. He's having a really good season, and I do like this pick a lot. And I think that's why a lot of people, seventy-one percent of the bets and seventy-three percent of the money, like this too.
2: So. If they can just if they can control that time of possession, yeah, exactly. That's what and, they need
0: to do. Is they need to make this game way under that number, like maybe make it a final like seventeen ten type of game, and they can get the job done.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily either of one of these teams' strong suits. They both come in yeah, very close to the bottom of the NFL in ter- terms of possession. But I mean, Alvin Kamara, he can kind of dictate that for you if you're the Saints. But you, if you're the Falcons, you want to take that opportunity away from them, so they are forced to throw, exactly. and maybe make make some poor decisions.
0: No, I, I that's a great take. So we get you for one more. What do you got for your fourth NFL or your fifth NFL pick? Last pick or last NFL pick on yeah. college?
2: <laughs> I, I mean, we're 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 running into yeah. We're, we're scraping
0: the bottom. Are you going to go against anybody or any other games?
2: Um, I mean I've been looking at this Green Bay Kansas City game. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going through like the whole the Jordan Love, Pat Mahomes, is he injured? Isn't he is he not injured? Like I mean it's it's hard because I mean Aaron Jones has been running the ball pretty well. Um Tunyon's like a he he's uh out. Yeah, he's on IR because of his ACL, so you don't have him. Um And their number is, is the number one wide receiver playing. Um, I always forget his name. Adams. Yeah. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Devontae Adams. Like, I mean, if, if Jordan love, if, if they can just get the ball, if they can just get the ball in his hands, like get the ball in the hand of your playmakers. I mean, maybe there's a a chance there, but I don't think, I mean, if you look at the the money on this one, wow. It's a lot of money on, on, uh, on green Bay. Yeah, I think a lot of people
0: are high on the Green Bay defense and the fact that they have a fairly solid passing rush and that the Kansas City line has looked awful against blitz type plays, heavy stunt type pass the pass attacks, pass attacks. And Green Bay, you mentioned it. Aaron Jones running the ball well. AJ Dillon's running the ball well. They hold onto the ball very well. They they milk the clock and use that there. The funniest, is an aside, when there's a guy out on the COVID list, Yahoo just like pretends to think that they like they cease to exist to Yahoo. So it has Jordan Love as the stat leader with 68 yards, comparatively to Pat Mahomes who's almost 2,400 yards. It's just a funny, a funny graphic. But uh, back onto the game, I think with how bad Kansas City's defense is, the people are thinking this is too big of a spread and probably a lot of money went in before Aaron Rodgers had the, how did he pronounce it? Immunitization. That's what he said about his vaccine <laughs> status. Uh, but regardless, I think if they can get Aaron Jones to really, Aaron Jones and Dylan to really keep the ball moving and keep it going and all that, and then just get Devontae Adams involved. Jordan Love is the biggest mystery here. So I don't know, but you mentioned it. Mahomes is banged up. We don't know what the hell happened with Travis Kelsey on Monday Night Football. He was barely involved in that game, and he's barely been involved in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, Tyree Kill always is doing the lion's share of the work, well, for the most part. And he's doing that's no exception to this year. So this is going to be a really interesting game where it's really going to come down to Green Bay's defense and how they play in this game.
2: That's, I mean, 18 sacks on the year. Yeah. Seven interceptions. Um Their their total yards per game at 331 versus Kansas City at close to 400. So if that defense can just hold them and get to the quarterback and rattle um, Mahomes, who's obviously not the best version of himself lately. Yeah. And um, if they can just, like, run that ball consistently to where Jordan Love doesn't feel like a lot of weight on his shoulders. Um, I mean, offensively, I mean, Green Bay's got 20. I know. Aaron Rodgers obviously was there um, to account for a lot of these touchdowns, um, but uh, 22 to 25. So if they can just kind of stay on track and and not do anything crazy, and Jordan Love's going to have a lot to prove. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers' time is time. Father time is unbeaten. So and he's obviously disgruntled. And Jordan Love, they wasted a or they spent a first round pick on him. Um, maybe maybe he'll surprise some people
0: yeah for whatever reason so are you taking the packers plus seven so seven yes. and a half
2: okay yes i am taking the Packers.
0: awesome maddie any thoughts on this game or do you want to jump into your last nfl pick i mean it's
1: all no, it's all over the map I, I think it's uh i think it's a wild game with everything going on on both sides both teams obviously having having issues kansas city was playing any better i think this line would be double digits but they're, they're struggling. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Packers defense played so well last two weeks. We'll see if they could do it again. Or is this the perfect remedy without Jair Alexander, Darius Smith? You know, is this is the perfect remedy for uh, Good City to get that passing attack back on track. We'll see.
0: We will have to so, see. It's up to you, though. Yeah. What a, is your next pick?
1: And I, So, I, we're out of games, right? Because the only game that's left is already being played, and the Colts are up uh, over the 21 Jets, 21-7, yeah. Jets in the red zone, but I can't touch that game, which is going to make this
0: make kind this of
1: fun. challenging. Can I, can I go against one of my own picks? How does that work?
0: If you want I'm to. I'm no, Go one no, and one. No.
1: Stop, I'm joking.
0: <laughs> you hope for I'm a joking. push? I'm joking.
1: So uh, I know Sean took Green Bay a second ago, correct? Did yes, he did. He took,
0: he took Green Bay.
1: Yeah. All right. No. Yeah, Todd, you're full of shit. Um, the, the The Chiefs are definitely covering. I just mentioned the reasons why. This passing attack gets back on track for Mahomes. The statement win even without Aaron Rodgers. He, I don't know what Jordan Love is going to bring to the table, but he doesn't have any chemistry with Devontae Adams. Let me tell you something. The rest of that receiving core is dog shit. No Robert Tanyan. Um, Aaron Jones is their only chance at this point. I think Mahomes is just absolutely throwing bombs to Tyreek, to, to Travis Kelsey, Josh Gordon continues to get inter- integrated. Um, Mecole Hardman, I, really I need a game him. out
0: of Mecole Hardman.
1: That would be nice. I drafted him; he's been dropped in multiple leagues already from me. Really was excited for him, but I do think he has a nice night too. Um, you know, and I, I think this is a this is a Green Bay team that now suddenly is in flux, as we mentioned. Um, Aaron Rodgers appears to have potentially lied; might get suspended for it or or at least didn't follow any, any vaccinated protocols when in the when in the uh, facilities for Green Bay. So I am gonna be bullish on the Chiefs. I'm hard for me to go against a Patrick Mahomes led offense. And and, and equally the, Green Bay can actually afford to drop a game here. Okay. That division's trash. The Chiefs are set like I know the Broncos are fading, but the Chargers and, and Raiders are ahead of them. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC. The Chiefs need to get back in this race. It's a big game for them, so I like uh I like Kansas City. I like that a lot. <laughs> As I For what it. you said.
0: For a lot you said. Yeah. I uh I'm playing against Mahomes. Our friend Jared has him in fantasy and I'm playing him. So I'm hoping that Mahomes continues to have a dud, but I'm not too sure. But that Green Bay defense, it's gonna come down to them. Matt, I'm gonna go against your Vikings pick and I'm gonna take the Baltimore Ravens we talked about. Lamar Jackson I think he has a big game we'll see what happens there and since we talked about the game we can just skip through it to my college pick and we've not talked about it yet you guys will you listeners will have already heard us talk about college football but I'm taking the disgruntled non-power five number six ranked Cincinnati Bearcats Sean similar to how I hate double digit spreads in the NFL I hate More than two touchdown spreads in college, but I don't give a shit. Cincinnati has something to prove here. They are 22.5 point favorites against Tulsa, and I think that they come out firing. They want to prove to the committee, you screwed up. We are number 2 in the AP for a reason. We shouldn't be number 6 in the CFP poll. We are going to come out firing the over-under set at 55, meaning the implied final score is 38.5 to 16, which means... Cincinnati's going to come out absolutely firing. Desmond Ritter has been awesome. Their receiving core has been great. I want to see an an incredible game out of the Bearcats. I'm going to take them and hope for the continued chaos of the 2021 college football season.
1: Interesting. It's a big line, but I guess we're coming back my way. Correct. I, and you know, call me a Michigan homer, but there's a very interesting line in college football. Oh. The number three team in the nation, Michigan State, is a three-point favorite to the five over the five and three Purdue Boilermakers. Now, Purdue has already scorned me once, Thought they beat Notre Dame. Um, they didn't do that. Three points. You're the number three team in the nation against an unranked Purdue is very very intriguing line. I project predict a letdown game from the Spartans. Sadly, by them losing, it puts Ohio State back in the driver's seat, which makes me upset. But uh, I this line is uh, – I'm liking it, and I'm, I'm going to take Purdue to upset Michigan State oh, at oh. home um, and to cre- continue the chaos that Jordy needs, craves, and loves. Oh, yeah. College
0: football. Tinfoil hat is on. All right, Shawnee, close us out. College football, what do you got?
2: So – to your audience Jordy. i mean i went to art school so i <laughs> <laughs> i, I uh, never really had an allegiance or like an affinity for college um football but i do know that watching penn state is like watching paint dry um so i'm going <laughs> to go ahead and the point spread the total points everything is great i'm gonna take maryland over penn state i love it oh my <laughs> god that's incredible Maryland is where is Maryland ten and a half point
0: ten and a half points I love it MD UMD plus ten and a half I love it oh to man. Show you
2: just how little I know about college football I was like wait T tag of was that <laughs> Wait, I was like are we talking about like what's going on here but um I mean yeah every time every, every week when I turn on Penn State it is painful to watch as it was, tough they last week. It was terrible yeah it was bad they're just a bad team who I don't know. They, they they can attract talent. I just don't know why they can't be more innovative. And in in the college world right now where these spread offenses and the Oklahomas, uh, Oklahomas of the world can just like toss it everywhere and it doesn't even look like anyone's covering them, um, Penn State just looks like the field is always like 10 yards deep and 10 yards wide and they, they're stuck in a box.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy to see, but I love it.
1: I want to note. I want to note quickly here for the record because my brothers are Penn State alums. I had nothing to do with that pick. Okay, under not <laughs> need to be slandered. Okay, I, I I just want to be clear here. All right, I had nothing to do with that selection of Maryland over Penn State.
2: Matt, but so am I, I like the, your. I like. Am your I deleting the text? That, am I deleting the text you just sent me that said good pick?
1: <laughs> yeah, come on come on Dude, no, i'm blood on my spot on air i would never say that it's coming from a different phone anyway
2: <laughs> oh my god you just sent me a wink face this is so good <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's incredible but we that's gonna do it so sean thank you for jumping on we really appreciate it Do you have any last thoughts before we uh close this thing up
2: no um, uh, it's it's going to be a great NFL week, as always. I'm excited to be at the Eagles game with you. Oh yeah, uh, Matt. I'm sorry you can't be there, but you'll be there in spirit. We're gonna we're gonna do well. some fireball for you. And E A G L E S. I mean, let's go. Let's go, baby.
0: Well, that'll do it. We we'll see you all next week. Hopefully, the Eagles have a big win, and we're all happy. Thank thank you, Sean. Thank you, Matt. We will talk to everybody next week. And fly Eagles, fly.